It sure is good to be in God's house again this morning. I thank God for his tender mercies. We're glad to have everyone here. Uh, we have a number of visitors, and we want to say a special thanks to you that are visiting with us. Thank you for being here today. We appreciate you being here. And uh, we have quite a few folks gone today. We have a number of folks who have gone down to Samaria, a number of folks gone uh, to Smyrna, and uh, we understand that. Sometimes there's occasions to go and visit, and we need to pray for them as they travel and pray for their services. At the same time, pray for this service today here. Uh, we're going to have baptizing in a little while, Lord willing, and we want to pray for that. And uh, we have people that uh, I believe God's been speaking to, and I believe we have people that God's going to speak to today. I feel that in my heart. We need to pray for that. I have a, a passage on my heart that I want to share, and I shared some of it uh, Wednesday night, but it's still with me. It's in the 10th chapter of uh, the book of St. John, and these are the words of Jesus. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, which means truly, truly, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Not one of the doors, but I am the door. And then he says down here in verse 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. So thank the Lord. Stand with me. We'll just have a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you that you are the door. And God, thank you that uh, you open yourself to us through the spirit and through the gospel and invite us to come in through the door. And when we come in, we can be saved. And God, I thank you today that I'm saved and I know that I am. Uh, thank you, God, that everyone has that opportunity. Thank you for those that are getting baptized today that have uh, testified of your saving grace in their life. God, we pray today for this service. We pray for the baptizing. Lord, we pray for this service that you would speak to people's hearts, invite people to come to you, uh, call them powerfully today, God. We pray for our uh, brothers and sisters uh, at the other churches we mentioned. We pray for the services down there and over there. God, we just pray for your uh, guidance and your help today. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. You may be seated and we'll turn over to the choir.
time we're going to turn it back over to our pastor. Page 12. Page 12. We'll sing one and then we'll move to the second. I appreciate that singing and I appreciate Sunday school this morning. Uh, I appreciate us having baptizing. I love baptizings. I love what baptism represents. It, de- it represents death, burial, and resurrection. And I have a couple of passages of scripture I want to read, and then we'll get ready for the baptizing. Uh, in the last chapter of the book of Matthew, chapter 28, uh, verse 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And so, uh, let me look in uh, to the 8th chapter of the book of Acts. Who do we baptize? When Jesus said to go into all the world and uh, teach them, and then baptize them in the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Ghost, and then... Uh, Acts defines a little bit more who it is that gets baptized. Uh, God had sent Philip down into the desert to meet the eunuch down there, and the eunuch was reading from the book of Isaiah. He was reading uh, where it talked about he was sent as a lamb done before his share, and uh, he was like a sheep sent to the slaughter. And so uh, the eunuch asked Philip, who's this man talking about, talking about himself or someone else? Well, uh, verse 35 here says, And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached to him Jesus. He preached the gospel to him. And as they went their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Here was the requirement. Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Praise God. Well, I remember when I believed that. It changed my life. I was born again. And uh, water baptism is important, and it's a great picture. But now, what we do here in the baptistry doesn't have anything to do with healing the soul or changing it. Uh, if I'd have never got baptized in water, I could have still gone to heaven. But my life would have been missing so much. See, following Jesus, once you get saved... Uh, being baptized is one of the next steps to take in following Jesus. And so, uh, and I, I like this. Let me read this again. Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So they commanded the church to stand still, and he went down there, and he were baptized. And so I want you to pray today as we have this baptism. And uh, uh, really, really pray. And, and let's everybody, let's purpose in our hearts, even right now, to follow the Lord. So we'll ask uh, uh, those that are going to get baptized, uh, uh, Sister Rebecca and Brother Braylon, to come, and we'll get ready for the baptizing. And I think Linda will probably, she's already going. Uh, Linda's going to go help you, Sister Becky, and uh, pray for us.
Appreciate your help, man. We'll wait just a minute to let people get rearranged. I appreciate that help for sure. And I, once again, I appreciate baptism. And let me repeat again, baptism represents death, dying out to sin, burial, the old life putting away, and being raised up a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now, that happens on the inside when we get born again. Baptism's a picture of that. So you pray. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, upon the profession of his faith in him, we baptize this our brother in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Savior Jesus Christ upon a profession of her faith in him. We baptize this our sister in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost.
page 174. 
Once again, thank the Lord for the baptism. Thank the Lord for those who were baptized. And just uh, remain standing with us just a moment. We'll have prayer here in just a little bit. Uh, everybody's got an unspoken prayer request. You want to show it, you can. Well, I'll tell you what, I got a lot of prayer requests this morning, and I'm glad God knows my heart. Anyone have a spoken prayer request, feel free to share it. Pray for the Wilder family. Sure do that, please. Pray the revival that's going on down at uh, Smyrna started Friday night. Uh, Brother Cooper uh, in that revival down there. And, uh, uh, pray for pray for revival starts at Brindle Ridge Baptist Church Monday night. Uh, Trey being revival down there, and so a lot going on. Really pray. Anyone else? That's great. Hey, man, great, great prayer request and great thank you. All right, anyone else? 
not less. Brother Mike Kessinger leads in prayer. Thank the Lord for the prayer. Now, I wonder if anybody would have a song on your heart feel like singing. If you do, uh, follow the Lord and come sing. Anybody? Not trying to pressure anybody, but now if you feel like singing, we sure want you to do that. Yep. Bless him, Lord. Help him. Sometimes down here, all too soon we must part. But I won't leave the ones I love, a broken heart. My friends, someday if you can't find me, don't you worry. I know exactly where I'll be. If you don't see me tomorrow, look for me in the morning. I'll be in glory with Jesus, my King. If you don't see me tomorrow, I'll be in that land where there's no sorrow. I'll be with Jesus in glory in the morning. You too can also do what I have done. Make sure of your trip to that home before setting sun. For there will be joy in the tears of those who weep. 
If you've said I'll see you in the morning before you sleep. If you don't see me tomorrow, look for me. In the morning, I'll be in glory with Jesus, my King. If you don't see me tomorrow, I'll be in that land where there's no sorrow. I'll be with Jesus in glory in the morning. Where there's no more brokenhearted and the day has always just started, I'll be with Jesus in glory in the morning. Jesus in glory in the morning. And when that morning takes over, then there'll be no more nights. Thank the Lord. I appreciate that song. Somebody else got a song on your heart. Let's pray for them. Believe some of them's coming. Pray for them while they come sing. Sing. Uh, really need your prayers. I just want to do just what the Lord wants me to do.
that time will come when I cross that river when my life here is done when I fought the battle the victory's been won he's all I I don't need fame I don't really care if anyone ever knows my name cause I know Jesus knows me that's all that matters cause he is the master and he's my everything and he's all I need when trials come he's all I need when there's nowhere to turn when I When my life here is done When I fought the battle The victory's been won He's all I need And He's all I need Till that time will come When I cross that river When my life here is done I fought the battle, the victory's been won, he's all I need. When I fought the battle, the victory's been won, he's all I have a song on your heart. Appreciate the songs been sung. Well, pray for me. Uh, I thought uh, when I came today, I thought I knew where I was going to be preaching from, but God changed my mind during the service, and, and uh, uh, I'm glad God's able to do that. And uh, it reminds me and I already know it, but it reminds me once again where my help and my strength and my guidance comes from. And uh, so you pray. I'd like to look at uh, the book of uh, First Kings in chapter 7, if you'd like to turn and read with me. I really want you to pray. And uh, I'd like to see somebody get saved this morning.
And if you're here and already saved, if you're not where God wants you to be, like say you get there. And uh, but in uh, in uh, the seventh chapter of the book of First uh, Kings, but I do want to read one verse from chapter six. I'll read verse one, and then we'll go to chapter seven. Chapter six, verse one. It came to pass in the, the four hundred eightieth year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt. In the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month Zith, which is the second month, that he, and that's Solomon, began to build the house of the Lord. And then uh, it tells on down through here, it tells about the house and the porch on it. And we come over here to uh, the seventh chapter. And uh, I want to read a few verses. Uh, we'll start reading at verse six. And he made a porch of pillars. The length thereof was 50 cubits, the breadth thereof was 30 cubits, and the porch was before them, and the other pillars and the thick beam were before them. Verse 7, And he made a porch for the throne where he might judge, even the porch of judgment, and it was covered with cedar from one side of the floor to the other. And then I want to read uh, down verse 15. It said, And he cast two pillars of brass of 18 cubits high apiece, and a line of 12 cubits did compass either of them about. And he made two chapters of molten brass to set upon the tops of the pillars. The height of the one chapter was five cubits, and the height of the other chapter was five cubits. Then I want to drop down to verse 21 and read from there. And he's still building the porch on the temple. Verse 21, and he set up the pillars in the porch of the temple, and he set up the right pillar and called the name thereof Jachin. And he set up the left pillar, and he called the name thereof Boaz. And upon the top of the pillars was lily work, so was the work of the pillars finished. And he made a molten sea, ten cubits from the one brim to the other. It was round all about, and his height was five cubits, and a line of thirty cubits did compass it round about. And then I want to read down verse 26, and that'll probably be enough. It's still talking about that molten sea. And it was an handbreadth thick, and the brim thereof was wrought like the brim of a cup with flowers of lilies, and it contained 2,000 baths. And so I want you to pray very earnestly. Uh, and so back in the law age, and we've been studying that in Sunday school, there were things in the law and uh, there were things that were done and things that were built, and they were pictures and examples and lessons uh, pointing to Jesus. And so that's what I want to preach today. I, this is where my uh, thoughts are at, but uh, my thoughts are uh, to convey what this meant about Jesus. And so uh, we can see the temple that Solomon was built in. Uh, it's called Solomon's Temple, but it's... Uh, uh, rightly called God's temple also. And he built a porch on it. And uh, on the porch, there was a, a throne of judgment there where he could sit on the porch and judge. And uh, there was a door from the porch uh, into the inner uh, part of the temple. And if you opened up the door of the temple there, uh, on the one side, there was a molten sea, which I read to you about. And then there were some uh, items called lavers. There was a number of them, and uh, uh, the lavers were for the washing 
of the things that were going to be sacrificed on the burnt offering, uh, but that sea uh, was a place where the priests cleaned up at. And uh, I wrote it down here in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 4 and verse 6. If you'd like to read more about that, uh, it's where it said the sea was for the priests to wash. And now I want you to think about this. If you come to my house uh, and you come up on the porch, uh, there's a door from the porch uh, at my house on into the inside of the house. And uh, you'd knock on the door, ring the bell, and uh, if we're home and uh, we hear you, we'll come to the door and invite you to come on in. Uh, I want you to know uh, one time, spiritually speaking, uh, God uh, let me come up on the porch uh, and uh, the king of kings was on the porch uh, sitting on his throne of judgment. And now there's, there's folks that thinks that uh, uh, the throne of judgment uh, uh, isn't going to come till after a while, but I, I want you to know it's been going on uh, since Adam got his first breath. And a judgment begins at the house of the Lord. And that used to be real scary to me. Uh, that judgment was beginning at the house of the Lord. And I, I was afraid of judgment. Why was that? It's because I was a sinner. Uh, but when I come to the altar, uh, well, let me uh, go back and uh, come to that in just a little while. Uh, when I come up on the porch and the king was there uh, sitting on the throne and uh, the Bible said down here, uh, he made pillars uh, that were there and they were made out of brass and uh, that had uh, on the tops of the pillars, it had lily work. Uh, boy, I'm glad that he's the lily uh, for me. Uh, he's the lily in my valley. Uh, he's the uh, lily for me on the mountaintop. Uh, but uh, when he uh, came into this place, which was the porch here, it said he set up the pillars in the porch of the temple, and he set up the right pillar, uh, which would have been uh, on the north side, uh, because uh, this uh, porch faced the east. And uh, then uh, he set up the pillar uh, here, which he set up the right pillar, and the name thereof was Jachin. And he set up the left pillar, and the name thereof was Boaz. Uh, the name uh, Jacob means he will establish it. Uh, boy, I'm telling you what, I'm glad I come into a place one time where there was a king uh, that had a pillar set up that he had established things. And Boaz, boy, Boaz is a good name. If you study about the man whose name was Boaz, of course, this pillar was named Boaz, but when I read that, I think of the man that was there that rescued Ruth. That God gave Ruth, and boy, I'm glad that Ruth and Boaz got together, and God was happy about that too. They're in the bloodline of Christ, if you want to study that back through there. But the name of Boaz means that it shall in strength, that there is righteousness, or in righteousness there is strength so so listen uh, think about this with me uh, if you come up on uh, the porch of the temple and the king sitting on the throne of judgment uh, and the pillars are there and one means it'll be established and one means uh, that you uh, can have a righteousness uh, praise God today uh, for a God that made it possible for a sinful wretch like me uh, to have righteousness and for me to be part of the establishment Ah, well, what are you part of today, uh, God? I'm part of the church of the living God. Uh, it's been established uh, on the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, praise God. Well, now, I want to give you this. Uh, this uh, kind of astonished me. 
Now, when I began to study this and began to read this and brought it back to my mind, uh, down here in verse 23 where I read, he made a molten sea. This was just inside the door of the porch. It was before you got up to the place where the altar was at. Well, why is that? Well, uh, that was a place where the priests were supposed to get cleaned up at. And, well, how big a how big a bathtub was it? I'll just cut. That's my word. That's not what the Bible said. But in fact, it's a bathtub. It said here, like I told you in Second Chronicles four and six, it said the molten sea was a place for the priests to clean up. Well, now get this. I think I read this to you. This sea here, it had two thousand baths. What's the significance of that? Well. According to which reference you look at, a bath was either eight gallons or nine gallons. The, the idea being it was enough water to take a bath in. And so if there was 2,000 baths there, if it was eight, well, two eights is 16, that would have been 16,000 gallons of water in the tub the priest was supposed to clean up in. Why would God have designed that like that? Well, I've got an idea about it. I'll tell you my idea. I believe God designed it like that to tell us how dirty we are. Sin has dirt in it, and dirt's not going to heaven. I praise God, but you can have your dirt washed away uh, by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, Billy Ray, all these thousands of gallons of water still were not enough uh, to clean up the priest. Uh, but when I come uh, to an altar of repentance, what cleaned me up? It was the blood of the Lamb. Well, and listen, just one drop of the blood of the Lamb would have done the job, Blaine. But praise God, every drop he shed was for me. Boy, you pray. Boy, somebody's really praying. I, and you know, I, I have to admit, I'm kind of glad God changed my mind about what I needed to preach on because I'm enjoying preaching on this. And I've told this before. I need to tell it again. A man talked to me one time. He'd heard me preach about the blood. He said, I don't think you have ever really thought that out. And I said, why that? He said, well, all the millions of people that's ever lived. He said, preacher, he said, if you just take one drop of blood, he said, uh, there wouldn't be enough blood uh, for all the millions of people across the land all through time. He said, everybody wouldn't even have a speck of blood. He said, there's just not enough to go around. And I kind of laughed. And he said, why are you laughing? I said, I got good news for you. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you what today. Uh, God didn't just give me a drop of his blood. Well, he said, what did he give you? I said, he gave me every drop it was shed. And he looked at me real funny. He said, well, well, what's everybody else got? I said, they got the same thing I got. Everybody got it all. If you get Jesus, you get it all. You get as much as Matthew and Mark and Luke and John got. You get as much as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob got. And it's enough to take care. He said, well, how does that work? I said, it's because it never runs out. The well never goes dry. And so I want you to think about this. Oh boy, I need to get to another passage of Scripture. I think I've got it marked. Hope I have. If I can find it over here, I want you to get this. It's over in the book of Ezekiel. And you just keep praying. I need to kind of catch my breath, but I, I'm not done preaching yet. Uh, I'm probably not going to preach all day, but you pray anyhow. But listen, over here in the book of Ezekiel, he's talking about over here, and he says this. He said, he brought me to the inner court of the Lord's house. And behold, the door of the temple of the Lord 
between the porch and the altar were about uh, tw- five and 20 men with their backs uh, toward the temple of the Lord and their faces towards, toward the east and they worshiped the sun toward the east. Now, let me make this clear. Uh, they had their backs uh, toward the temple and they was looking out toward the east and they worshiped the sun. But this is the key. This is S-U-N they were worshiping, not the S-O-N. They weren't worshiping Jesus. They were worshiping that sunball that comes up and shines light into the world. Now, I want you to think about this. Uh, they were there on the porch but their eyes was not looking in uh, toward the inside uh, of the temple of God. They weren't looking in uh, toward uh, where the altar was at. They weren't looking in uh, toward where the sea the, to clean up was at. They weren't looking at that. They had their backs uh, uh, turned uh, to God, and, and they had their eyes on the world. Whoa, oh boy, think about that. Uh, you ever see anything like that? Is that possible? Uh, well, uh, I want you to know uh, it's not only possible, uh, and as bad as I hate to say it, I've been in a, a spot in my own life that described me like that before. I was there at the Lord's house, but I had my mind on the world. Well, what about you today? Do you have your mind on Jesus? Do you have your mind uh, on the king that's sitting on the throne of the porch of judgment? Or have you turned your back on him and got your eyes looking out toward the world, uh, worshiping the things of the world? Why now, preacher, wait a minute. You know we don't have uh, any strange gods in this time. They used to have idols and stuff, but we don't have any idol gods now. Uh, Let's think that over a little bit. Uh, Where is your heart at? Uh, Where is your mind at? Uh, Where are your affections at? Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, I think we can uh, get our minds and our hearts wrapped up in natural things of the world, uh, and we can leave God in the background. When we do that, we've got idol gods. Uh, We need we need to get turned around. Uh, quit looking at the things of the world. Uh, get our eyes on Jesus. Uh, get our eyes on God and follow him. If you're not following him, uh, you need to follow him. If he's not first in your life, uh, it's not good. Uh, God won't take second place. If you got a thing, and you know, I'll tell you what. Well, you just keep praying. I'll try to take my time. I won't be long now, I don't think. We can even get our minds and hearts wrapped up in our own ideas. We can get hurt feelings. We can make idol gods out of it. Uh, we can get our own thoughts uh, that we get on things of the world, and we can make idol gods out of it. But I'm telling you what, we need to come back uh, to where I was reading to you over here. We need to let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you what we can do uh, aside from what those 25 men were doing over here in the book of First Samuel. I marked this. Uh, the Lord, uh, listen to this, he maketh up, he raiseth up the poor. This is what God does and what he can do. He raises up the poor out of the dust. Whew. Boy, I'm telling you what, uh, he raised me up out of the dust. Uh, I was on my way to hell, but he raised me up. Uh, listen, and he lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill. Oh, I'm telling you what, I was just a poor beggar in the dunghill. But you know what he, he raised, listen, what he does, he can uh, raise up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among the princes. Well, praise God, uh, Johnny Buchanan, I'm one of God's princes today. Preacher, are you bragging on yourself? Yeah, I'm bragging on myself. I'm one of God's princes, uh, Marcel. Well, how can you be that? Because I've been born again. 
I'm a prince in the family of God. If you've been born again, you've been raised up out of the dung hill, out of the dust. You're one of the princes in God's family, Bob Orson. And listen, let's go on and see what he says. And listen, he raises up the poor out of the dust and lifts up the beggar from the dung hill. Listen to this. To set them among the princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. He's the one that sets up pillars. You know those two pillars, Jacob and Boaz, that I read to you about. He sets his people up. If you're saved by the grace of God, he makes you a pillar. If you're following, he makes you a pillar in his house. I remember, uh, Linda, I remember uh, when I was just a boy, I can remember uh, Brother Enos and Sister Judy. Uh, I can remember, uh, I can remember a lot of those folks. Uh, I'm not going to go into naming a whole bunch of them, but they were pillars in my life. They stood at the entrance of the house of God and they held up the banner. Stand up and let's have a song. Boy, I praise God today. Uh, you, can, you can be in the righteousness of God. Let me, let me make a couple statements. Let me make a couple statements here. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. The only thing that will take you to heaven is being born again. You can live good and uh, be generous and happy and go to church, but if you've not been born again, you're on your way to hell. And you can be a nice person and go to church once in a while. So I'm doing pretty good. I'm better than that old scoundrel. I'm better than that old thief. We're not supposed to measure ourselves by folks around us. We're supposed to measure ourselves by the Word of God and what God's Holy Spirit tells us. If you've been saved and you're not, where you're not on fire for God, you're missing something. Uh, you need to get on fire. And one more thing I need to say, and then I'll let them sing. If you're here today and you don't quite know where you're at, I've talked to people by the scores down the road. So I might be saved, but I might not be. I just don't know. I'm not belittling you. I, I was in a spot like that one time in my own life. But listen, God knows. And he wants to tell you today, if you're here and you just don't know quite where you're at and you need to get in and you need to be satisfied, come to the altar and let's pray about it. If you're lost, if you're out of fellowship, if you don't know, whatever it is, let's get it fixed today. Same. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Please come. Boy, somebody's needing to come. What can make me whole again? Boy, praise God, the blood of Jesus. Why, I can feel it in my heart. I believe there's folks here needing to come today. It's your choice. When God stirs your heart, gives you the inclination that you need to do something, God won't make you do it. And he didn't tell me to try to make you heaven forbid. But he speaks to your heart. Choose ye this day whom you'll serve. Come and see. Come and find out. Well, I believe there's some need to make a move here today. If it's you, then please come. If you're just not quite satisfied where you're at, it just don't feel right. You'd like to have complete peace. You'd like to know joy down in your soul. 
Come and get in today. Come and seek the Lord. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call you upon him while he's near. If you're not sure you're saved and on fire for God, come to the altar. Come and let's pray. Come and let's pray about this today. Come on. Let's obey the Lord. Surely God's calling somebody. I believe without a doubt God's speaking to somebody's heart. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. Would you come and let's pray today? Come on. Just step out and come on. If there's a Christian close by you that you got confidence in, if it'll help you, reach out to them. Say, will you go pray with me? I believe they will. I know I would. I think everybody here would. But even without that, just come on your own with God's help. If God's touching you, God's calling you, come on your own. Come on, let's get in. Quit looking the wrong direction, worshiping the wrong thing. Turn your affections toward heaven and let God be pleased and blessed with you. Oh, I'm telling you what today, I've got such a strong impression strong feeling, strong burden that there's folks needs to come. We're not here to judge you. Listen, if you come to the altar and pray, if you don't get satisfied and you don't want to say anything, you just get up and go back to your seat. Nobody's going to try to, nobody's going to try to pressure you. Nobody's going to try to push you. Nobody's going to try to get you to make a speech. But what we need to do is take it one step at a time. If you're here right now, and God's troubling you even the tiniest, tiniest bit. Let me tell you this. If I was evaluating it the day I got saved, before I come to the altar, now God was calling me. But it didn't seem to me like it was as powerful as it had been a little ways back. Here's how I remember that. The devil said to me, you think that's God calling you? And I said, yeah. He said, don't feel as powerful as it did that other time, did it? And I said, no. And he said, well, then you better wait until it feels like it did the other time. Satan was trying to get me to put off coming to Jesus. But I thought, what if I don't have another time? And so I came to the altar and I prayed. And that day I got saved. I want you to know today, if God's speaking to you and God's calling to you, it's for your benefit and your good. God's not trying to be mean to you. Sing us another song. Somebody needs to come, and I just pray that you be the one. Please come. Please come. Please obey the Lord. I think that thing's out there. I think that car's in the temple. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Please let God have his way. Boy, God knows what he's doing. I say this over and over again. God's never been in the wrong place and he's never had the wrong time. Never had the wrong idea. God's always right about everything. And he's right today about you and me. Please come. Come on. Please come. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord.
for just a minute, and then a little bit I'm going to ask you to sing some more. If you're here today and you know you're saved and God's put it on your heart to join this church, we extend to you the open door. Glad to have you. If God's wanting you to be here, we sure do too. It's up to you and the Lord, whatever the Lord says. You might belong to another church and need to join here by letter, or you might be a saved person who needs to get baptized, whatever it is. If you're saved and you really have in your heart to join this church, there's a way for that to happen. And while we sing this song, now, the other things I ask you, I believe God's still calling lost people. I believe God's still calling people that's been saved that needs to get right on fire for God. I believe God's still doing that. But also, I want you to consider if you're here and you need to join this church, and I mean if God's directing you, please come while we sing. the Lord. Lord, is that really you? Is that what you're wanting me to do? Be satisfied in your own heart. It's between you and God. If we're going to be happy, we need to please God. Everything God wants for us is for our good all the time. Obey today. Please come. Please come. Boy, I just beg you, obey the Lord. My heart's still feeling this. God's saying I'm calling. See, when God burdens my heart for folks, I'm confident he's dealing with them. Otherwise, he wouldn't speak to me about it. He's the one in charge. Up to you. Up to you. Up to you. What will you do? What will you do? Amen. Amen. on anybody's heart before we turn over for the announcements. Thank you for being here. I just, this, we got a great crowd even with so many gone. But I thank you and especially want to say again, thank you to all of our visitors for coming. If nothing else on your heart, just be seated and we'll turn over for the announcements.
will be in ordination service at Bethel United Baptist Church where Brother Lee DeWitt is the pastor. That's going to be October the 21st at 4 p.m. and they would like the ordained council to be there at 3 o'clock. Uh, there also, uh, this being October and being Pastor Appreciation Month, there were uh, some folks that were asking if we're going to have a dinner. Uh, in light of the fact that we just a month ago had the 50-year celebration uh, for Dad and Mom, we are not going to have a dinner this year for Pastor Appreciation. We do appreciate them, but uh, they had a lot of love showed to them that day, so we don't feel like there's a, a need for another dinner this quick. So just wanted to, there had been some folks asking, we just wanted to announce that so everybody knew that was a I just have a couple announcements for the ladies. Um, this Saturday is our craft day from 1 to 4 p.m. in the fellowship hall. Um, and that's been on Facebook, and we've kind of announced that um, a couple times. So we hope that you come out and join us. We're going to have some coffee and sweets, um, but we're just going to make some simple craft for you to take home and decorate your house. Um, every lady coming needs to bring a pair of scissors, a glue gun if you have it, and a ruler. If you don't have those things, please still come. We'll have plenty to share. Um, and then we're also planning trunk or treat on October 29th after our evening service. So we had a couple of people ask, uh, we have forgot to announce that. So that is uh, on the 29th after evening service, um, trunk or treat. So make sure you find a way to decorate your trunk and all the kids are encouraged to dress up and everybody needs to bring candy to pass out, please. Um, I also just wanted to say thank you um, to our Sunday school. Barry and Heather did the pumpkin lesson this morning. Um, and Missy and Ryan had an awesome craft for the kids to do, and we had such a good turnout for the kids in Sunday school. They're just a blessing, um, and I know my whole family loves that pumpkin lesson, and they do it every year, and I think that's a blessing for our church. We are going to Crossway Farms. That is today, and that is in Sydney. Um, we are going to meet at 2 o'clock. So we're asking if you're coming, please be there by 2 so that we can go in together and get the group discount. Um, the cost, if you're in 6th grade up through age 15, it is $7. Everybody else is free. So I'll say that again. 6th grade up through age 15, you are $7, and everybody else is free. Um, and then they do close at 5 o'clock, so we'll probably stay till then. Um, we are also asking, if you are not in high school, we're asking that you have an adult with you. This is a new farm for us. We've heard that it's very big, and just for safety, if you're not in high school, we would like for you to have an adult. Um, the Veterans Dinner this year is going to be on November 12th, so if you are a veteran or a widow of a veteran, we would love for you guys to come out after church and have dinner with us. It's really an honor for us ladies and the youth to be able to serve you, so we'd really appreciate it if you'd be able to come. We thank the Lord for all those announcements and all those announcers, and we appreciate the efforts and work that's going into a lot of those things. Anything else? Can't hear you. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I didn't know if we were supposed to announce that or not. Okay. Anyway, Sydney Rowe has passed on. That's Karen and Anthony's uh, granddaughter. Uh, her service will be completely down at the Ely Funeral Home in Wapakoneta. 
I believe that uh, viewing starts at 11 o'clock. I think the funeral's at 2 o'clock, and that's Monday. And so really pray, pray, pray for that family. And uh, also uh, remember Chris Roselle's family. Uh, Chris's mom passed on, so remember that. Anything else? All right, if not, we'll ask all those that seated to stand as we bow our heads in reference of prayer. Uh, we'll ask Brother Hendrickson to pray this message.